Welcome to Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jake Hare, founder of LaunchPeer, where we help non-technical founders go from idea to launch and beyond. Hey, welcome to another episode of Launch Chat. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about ideas and specifically how to find a great idea. <laughs> so today's question is... Uh, I've been working for startups for the last six years in a variety of roles, most recently as a CTO. I have $30,000 in savings and I'm ready to start my own startup. I have a lot of the skills needed to build a startup and experience. The problem is I have no ideas. Where would you go to find startup ideas that you know can be successful? Well, first, uh, great question. And I really can't resonate at all with you because <laughs> I'm coming up with new startup ideas every uh, five minutes probably. Uh, so I'm really going to try my best to put myself in, in your shoes here um, and try to think through, okay, if, if I didn't have this switch turned on in my head that allowed me to think of new ideas uh, every few minutes, where would I go to actively find ideas? And, and I think for me, um, it would be skipping past the ideation phase in my head and going to the validation phase, which is which is my next step usually when I come up with a, a startup idea. Uh, and look, I don't act on most of my startup ideas. I, I honestly I have like a uh, like a Trello board full of my crazy ideas, and some of them I think one day I might work on, and some of them I'm like, okay, that's just kind of crazy. But it's always nice to look back and be like, wow. I, that idea I had, I actually had three years ago. <laughs> so uh, if you're like me and you get ideas in your head off the cuff and they just kind of linger there, always very helpful to just write it down and put it somewhere because then your mind, I don't know what it is, but your mind can just kind of release it. You know, it's like you don't have to think about it anymore. So anyway, um, when you're looking for ideas, uh, when, when I come up with ideas, what I do is I come up with the idea and then I go on to the next step after I come up with the idea and I try to figure out if it's a, if it's an idea worth working on. And depending on the idea, there's different ways that I actually go about doing that. So if it's a consumer product, I'll, I'll go try to talk to as many people as I can and ask them, especially ones that I know would be kind of in the ideal category and just kind of get their opinions on you know, what they're doing to solve the problem. Uh, because when you come up with an idea, you have to boil it down to the simplest statement, which is like, what problem is that idea going to solve? Not the solution, not, oh, I'm going to build an app to do this, but like, what problem are you solving with that idea? And so then I'll go to people and ask them like, hey, do you deal with this problem? You know, uh, what do you do about it? Yada, yada. And just kind of have a conversation. And these can be people that are really close to you. I'm not saying to go out and interview people that are strangers yet. That's not really where you're at right now. You're just kind of fi figuring out whether or not your idea is totally insane. Um, and I honestly think sometimes having conversations with people who already know you is a good thing because if anyone's going to tell you the truth, it's going to be like your spouse or your brother or sister or your cousin or your best friend or whatever. I mean, they're going to tell you like it is now acquaintances or strangers. A lot of times those people will just tell you what you want to hear because they don't want to have an uncomfortable situation. They don't know you well enough to make you upset. So they're not going to tell you the whole truth. So during this time, I usually go to them and ask them if they have a problem. So really in this situation for the person who asked this question, I would start off with going to them and asking them like thinking about either what problems they've talked to me about in the past or just try to figure out like what frustrations they have in everyday life um and usually i, I this can start at home 
you're just walking around your house or maybe all during a work day, you just start jotting down notes on like what frustrates you. It could be something that's happening at work. It could be a situation. It could be a tool you're using. It could be a, a piece of hardware you're using. It could be your toothbrush bristles are too hard. It could be, I mean, it could be any, any small annoyance throughout your day. You should jot it down if you're really trying to look for an idea. And I would probably try to do that for at least a few days. It might even take you longer than that. Really, you need to do it for long enough to where you get through all of your normal habits, right? So like if you go to the grocery store, well, you, you probably only do that maybe once, maybe twice a week. Um, you know, if you're going to, uh, I don't know, go out to an event, well, you know, maybe you might go out uh, on the town, uh, maybe once a week, maybe not right now because of COVID, but you know, normally you'd be going out on the town once a week, right? Um, so that's where I would start is just start jotting down, you know, you have to be a weirdo and like, have a notebook with you and like you're just writing <laughs> just have a notes app on your phone or a trello board and just start typing things out it doesn't have to be perfect just start writing things down you know uh, most of the time you just remember this stuff anyway the next place i would look uh that's more b2c but the next place i would look if i was trying to go more b2b which uh, to be honest my preference is always b2b because you can charge more for it and you need less customers in order to reach profitability you know or reach reach a good level of revenue so for B2B, where I would start is review sites. I would think about all the tools that I use every day or that I'm even remotely familiar with. Um, I would go to Captera or any number of like software review websites and I would go on those websites and try to find, uh, usually they rate, rate, people go on there and rate these tools from like a one to five star rating. I would go and try to find the ones that are between a two and four star rating. And the reason I'm doing that is because one-star rating people are always stupidly biased, right? I mean, everywhere you go, if you see a one-star review, it's like, you know, did they slap you on your way out the door? Like what? Like one-star reviews should be like, they, they were just totally awful, you know? I mean, and most of the time, one-star reviews are just people who are angry for, you know, the smallest thing and they're just, you know, venting, right? So one-star reviews aren't great. Five-star reviews are also aren't that great because five-star reviews are just... This thing's great. I have no feedback. Everything's perfect. Yada, yada, yada. The gold in terms of finding a good idea is going to some of the tools that you're familiar with and going between two and four star reviews because two and four star reviews, somebody really has to be thoughtful about writing a two to four star review. Because if you write a two star review, it's like, look, they weren't great. It wasn't all bad. They didn't slap me in the face on the way out or, you know, sh shave their head and leave it in my food or whatever. Like, you know, it, there was some things that were great. The customer service was good, but the food wasn't great or the food was uh, great and the customer service was pretty bad. So I'm going to give it a two-star review. Here's the ways that they can improve. Same thing with three-star reviews. Four-star reviews are also good because it's like, look, this tool is great, but I wish it did this one thing better, right? One thing better. And so two to four-star reviews are, are such gold. I don't know why people don't do this more often when they're trying to find ideas is Go look at these review sites, which are all public information. Like you can go, most of the tools that I that I use every day, tools like uh, PipeDrive or Active Campaign or Drip or Calendly or or I mean a, a thousand tools I can probably list off right now because I I love new tools. Every one of those probably has hundreds, if not thousands, of reviews on some of these websites. And of those hundreds or thousands, I bet at least 30 to 40% of them are between two and four star reviews. A majority are always five and one star reviews, but a very good chunk are between two and four stars. I bet if you went today 
started looking at some of those and just reading them, not reading them to try to find an idea. But once you start reading them, you can start seeing patterns just popping up and you jot them down and you're like, okay, wow, everyone that left a four star review said they wish this tool did this and can't find another tool that does it. I should build a tool that does just that one specific thing. And then on top of that, a really cool thing you can do. Most of the time, the people who leave these reviews, their profiles are public. So guess what? If you build a tool that does that, all you got to do is reach out to the people who left that two to four star reviews over the last six months, email them directly or find their contact information, DM them on social media, whatever, figure out a good way to do that and ask them like, Hey, I built this tool. I saw that you left a review. Like you want to check it out. I'll give it to you free for three months. So you, I'd love to get your feedback and see how I can make it better. Boom. You already have hundreds of customers or at least potential customers lined up, ready to use your tool and who have, who explicitly said, I'm looking for something that does this and this doesn't do it and that sucks, right? So anyway, that's a really, really good way to do it. That's also one of the things that we teach in our idea program at Launchpeer. If you aren't familiar with it, we have a free idea program at Launchpeer. If you go to launchpeer.com slash idea, uh, we walk through how to find startup ideas, how to make sure you you it's a good idea, it fits your criteria. Making sure it's a founder product fit is very important. If you don't know what that is, you should definitely take the free course. Uh, all you got to do is go to launchpeer.com slash idea, sign up, and uh, hopefully I'll see you guys in there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. If you have your own question you'd like answered on the show, just go to launchchat.com and post your question there. And as you know, we have a free community just for entrepreneurs building and launching tech startups. All you have to do to join is go to launchpeer.com slash join and you'll see the link to join right there. And lastly, if you think the show is great, we'd love to hear from you. Go leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen on and it helps us spread the word about the podcast and help even more entrepreneurs just like you. 